All right, let's go to the other side of the planet. John Decker is the White House correspondent with Gray TV. He is in Warsaw, Poland, with President Biden. Tell me what's been happening, John. We saw uh, President Biden's speech yesterday, and I and I got a great picture of you right there uh, in front of the presidential podium. That's a pretty remarkable spot you got to, to be uh, present for. Tell me what's going on. Yeah, I got a great spot yesterday. It was probably the largest crowd, John, that President Biden in his entire public life have, has ever spoken to. The really? uh, mayor's office here in Warsaw estimates about 30,000 came out to hear the mm. president speak. And I think they were pretty pleased by the themes of this speech, the idea of continued NATO unity as it relates to supporting Ukraine, opposing Russia. The president had some choice words for uh, president Putin saying you will never win this war. Uh, and I think the president, uh, the White House, pleased with the way the events went yesterday in Warsaw. The president still in Warsaw today is meeting with nine NATO leaders who came here. Uh, they are part of NATO's eastern flank. They're concerned about uh, Vladimir Putin's ambitions, quite frankly, uh, if they are uh, ambitions that go beyond NATO and maybe Im- impact their own countries. Is there talk with the group that is over there with the president about World War III? You know, whenever a president makes a speech, they're going to be Republicans or just uh, naysayers who are critical of whatever a president says, you know, the, the opposing party. But it was kind of alarming back here yesterday to hear uh, the, the counter position of Vladimir Putin pulling out of the nuclear treaty. I don't know if that has any practical impact or not, but it looks like perhaps we're edging closer to a conflict that is widespread rather than moving away from that. What are they saying? Well, as it relates to the New START treaty that uh, President Putin has not uh, removed Russia from, instead he has said that he's suspending Russia from that. I think that's a pretty key distinction. Okay. Uh, okay. I spoke to a very senior official uh, at the National Security Council yesterday, they say, you know what, Russia's been cheating on that treaty for the past few years. They're not complying with this treaty. And, you know, I don't think it really changes the equation in terms of the way we view Russia or the safety of the American people as it relates to uh, abiding by that particular treaty, uh, which is a nuclear arms treaty. So, you know, that's that. Uh, relations between the U.S. and Russia are in a very bad place. Uh, and they've been in a very bad place for quite some time, and they were made worse uh, of course, by President Putin deciding to uh, uh, enter into the sovereign territory of Ukraine almost exactly one year ago, back on February the 24th of last year. Uh, and he has very few allies uh, in terms of that effort. You know, uh, the president in his speech uh, mentioned the vote at the U.N. General Assembly, only four members of the entire U.N. voting not to condemn Russia for its actions. Uh, you had, you know, something like 150 members voting to condemn Russia for its actions. So the world is is pretty much aligned uh, with the U.S. with freedom, with democracy. I think that's a good thing, and uh, that was one of the messages that the president delivered yesterday. Now, where is China on this, though? They they are a big player, obviously, and they have tremendous they influence financially over a lot of other countries who might want to be with us but when push comes to shove their master in uh, in beijing may demand something of them well that's right so we learned yesterday that uh, president xi will travel to meet with president putin likely in april or may of this year 
Uh, and the statement put out is that uh, Russia wants to try to find some sort of peaceful end to this war. It sounds great. It sounds like, you know, this is all good, but uh, they're not an honest broker. I think that uh, the reason why they're going there is because the war is going so poorly for Russia. They would like to see an end to the war because it makes it makes this uh, partnership look really bad. Uh, you know, as far as uh, China is concerned, uh, again, U.S.-China relations are not in a good place right now. Uh, we do have diplomatic lines of communication uh, still, uh, as we do have diplomatic lines of communication between the U.S. and Russia. That was one of the things that allowed the U.S. to inform Russia a few hours ahead of time that President Biden's going to be in Ukraine, uh, giving them that heads up. Uh, you know, I think that was necessary. You don't want to have something, you know, go out of control in terms of uh, precipitous action uh, by some Russian commander uh, on the ground. So, yeah. uh, look, you know, I think that uh, it's just a, an interesting world that we're living in right now as it relates to Russia and China. Uh, the, you know, it's pretty clear that Russia is really isolated in the world right now as it relates to this action that it's taken against Ukraine. Now, speaking of the president's visit to um, to Ukraine and the walkabout that he did with President Zelensky, how much of that was real? Or Because I saw a couple of stories yesterday saying that the the air raid sirens that so many people domestically thought, oh my God, Joe Biden is so brave, I would be terrified to walk through a uh, public square with the yeah. air raid sirens. That Maybe that was staged right. for the photo. Yeah, it could be. I, I don't know. I don't have any inside information as it relates to that. Mm -hmm. uh, but even if even if that air raid silent siren uh, did not pertain to what was actually happening at that time on the ground in Kiev, uh, those are those are sirens that the people of Kiev, Ukraine, actually have to deal with on a regular basis. You know that's something that they're they're used to, unfortunately. Uh, but I can't speak to whether or not that was uh, staged, as you put it, John. I, I just simply don't know the answer to that question. Yeah. And and the president stays in Poland today and then returns tomorrow. What's the schedule for him? Yeah, that's right. So okay. he's meeting with these nine NATO leaders uh, yes. as we speak. Uh, after that meeting, he'll head to the airport. He'll probably get back to uh, Washington, D.C., the White House, around 9, 10 o'clock Eastern time today. Uh, I head back tomorrow morning, uh, okay. but it's been a grueling trip for him. You know, when you consider the secretive trip that he took first to Ukraine uh, and, and then coming here for two days in Poland, and, you know, his, his days were fully uh, booked in terms of what was on the schedule. So, uh, you know, I've, if you, I already know his schedule for this weekend. Mm -hmm. He's taking Friday through Monday off. He'll be in Delaware, I guess, recuperating from oh. his long trip. So not not jetting off to Ohio. I'm surprised by that. I would have thought that the political no, you know, that, taking. that I would not be surprised if that's on his schedule for next week. He needs to make that trip. Uh, Pete Buttigieg, the Secretary of Transportation, needs to make that trip. Uh, you know, the people yeah. of East Palestine want to see the most senior administration officials on the ground, uh, and uh, they want to hear the, the right words, you know, from the administration in terms of making people whole after uh, in the aftermath of this train derailment. Yeah, maybe a little late for that, but but you still got to do it. John might Decker. Might be a little late. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The timing wasn't good, that's for sure. Yeah. Live from Warsaw, Poland, I really appreciate you carving out time for us this morning. Thank you, John. The White Absolutely, House John. Sure thing. TV. Talk to you real soon. Okay, Bye -bye. thank you.